Welcome to the 618 Now, a production of the Chamber of Commerce and the O'Fallon Weekly, where we give you a snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024, and Jessica, what's going on? Happy New Year, Nick. Happy New Year. It's uh, It's been a hot minute since we've recorded. It has. So we did a marathon recording session back in early December. We knocked out like, what, four episodes for that whole month? Uh-huh. <laughs> but then we took the month off. Um, but you know what? During that time, Nick, we hit a huge podcast milestone. Yes, we did. We hit the 30,000 download mark. All right. And yes, the 618 Now podcast has been downloaded over 30,000 times. And we're going to celebrate, Nick, by uh, kicking off 2024 with a focus on city planning. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just what you were hoping for. Oh, boy. For. <laughs> So throughout the year... Nothing says celebration <laughs> like city planning. Hey, some of us would disagree. I know. I, I would know. agree. I know. Uh, so throughout the year, listeners know, we usually highlight specific developments and individual projects. But outside of that, there's a lot of planning that goes into community development. And what exactly does it mean when we say city planning? So that's a good question. It's a lot of moving parts. So there's current residents and what they want and need. But then you're also trying to plan for future residents and what they may want or need. And all the while, you're trying to consider infrastructure, public spaces, how to connect the community with roads and sidewalks. And so to help consider all of those elements, there are a lot of plans. So there's a parks master plan, there's a bike path plan, there's a transportation plan, a downtown action plan. But then there's also the master plan, which connects all of these other plans together. That's a lot of planning. A lot of planning. (laughs) So it's envisioning how to balance development while also conserving space for parks, while also considering infrastructure and all the stuff. So a few years ago, the city began an 18-month process to update their master plan. Prior to that, it had been since 2006, since the city had done a comprehensive plan, The 2040 master plan is a community-driven plan based firmly on input from residents. At the time, there was a website dedicated to seeking input from the community about what they'd like to see over the next 20 years. There were interactive activities on the website over a six-month period and thousands of visitors and responses were logged. And it asked everything from what you prioritize in your community, like what's important to you, to actual building design. So at one point it was like, here's a building, here's building A or B, which one do you like better? I mean, it got that granular. Okay. And in addition to the website, there were also a number of public meetings and then separately chances for residents, businesses, and organizations to host events with guided activities. So there were these kits that you could use to spark discussion. So let's say you had a neighborhood poker night You could use that as a chance to ask your neighbors what they thought about certain things. So like, hey, should we develop more parks? Do we need more restaurants on the east side? Like those kind of things. You know, I mean, only you, only you would be, I mean, you might be the only person I know that would take a social event like a poker night and turn it into a discussion about what the city (laughs) should look like in 20 years. That's fair. You know, it's like, hey. Uh, so I have a full house, but what does everybody think about <laughs> roundabouts? That's fair. I you know, <laughs> anybody I, need a refill on their drinks? What are we thinking about where the schools are located? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I wear that badge proudly. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely you. 
Uh, so that's the Jessica, not the Jess. That, that's true. Yeah, the Jess is like, who cares about roundabouts? I want my drink. Pass me my martini. But <laughs> Jessica is like, I think we need to consider double roundabouts. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. So all of that to say, there was all this planning and input and meetings. And then 18 months later, a formal plan emerged. And I like to think of it as partly a plan with actual things like how a land is designated for use. But it's also partly a concept because not everything in the plan is like hardcore. It's not like this is exactly how it's going to be. So it's more just a concept. Hardcore roundabouts. So it's gonna. <laughs> anyway. So it's like based on what we know right now. And what the community right now says is important to them, here's what we think the city could look like. And some themes that emerged from these public meetings are that parks and open space are highly valued. People want more opportunities to walk and bike safely, both for recreation, but also, you know, to get to destinations. Um, Another theme that emerged is the importance of having housing available for all stages of life, including housing that's largely missing right now for like younger people starting out or seniors who are ready to downsize. And then a a big thing that came out was people want more dining and entertainment options because they want to be able to stay here in O'Fallon when they have those needs. So based on these themes and public feedback, the plan had several goals and we're going to link to the master plan in the show notes. It's 180 pages if you've got an evening where you're bored and want to check that out. Oh, because when I'm bored, I want to read 180 page city city master plan. (laughs) I do want to say one of my favorite goals that came out of the master plan um, is to create great places to gather and unique points of interest to draw locals and visitors. I thought that was really um, a good goal. So there's a saying in community development that says residents drive business, which means that businesses want to be where the residents are. And all of this community planning is a way to balance the priority to help make sure that we're continuing to create vibrant neighborhoods, balance economic development, and create a good sense of being. So now when ideas or developments are presented, they can be matched up with the master plan and see if what's being proposed matches what residents, business owners, churches, organizations, you know, what they said they wanted for the city. That's exactly right. Listeners of the show know that we report on projects and developments often, so we wanted to give some context into how planners take what's being presented and decide whether it fits the vision as stated by residents. And then Nick, get excited because in a future episode, we are going to cover how the master plan then also leads to developing the capital improvement plan, which is a document that lays out how big, big money is spent within the city. All right. Well, sounds great. And like you said, we've linked the 2040 master plan in the show notes so people can check that out. And before we get into the calendar, let's hear from this week's podcast partner, the Violence Prevention Center. Domestic violence isn't solely physical. It can manifest in ways that leave no visible scars. So ask yourself, does my partner intimidate me without even touching me? Can a mere glance from my partner fill me with fear? Do I constantly feel unsafe in my own home? And does it seem like nothing I do satisfies my partner? If you answered yes to any of these, reach out to the Violence Prevention Center at 618-235-0892. We offer safe, free and confidential services. You deserve to feel safe. Make the call today. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024, and we realize the busy holiday season has ended, but as we look ahead at the calendar, there is still so much happening. Sometimes there's like a post-holiday lull in the calendar, but that does not seem to be the case this year. This Tuesday, January 9th is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, so shout out to our Fallon Police Department. 
it is a day to show our gratitude and support for the 50 men and women who work tirelessly to keep our community safe. And we're generally aware of officers' daily duties, so we know they patrol, they do investigations, they do a lot of report writing. And Nick, in a typical three-month period, officers respond to over 10,000 calls for service. Wow. Public Safety publishes a quarterly report highlighting various things, and we're going to link to that in the show notes. And in addition to their paid duties, they're also one of the most successful departments in the state with respect to fundraising for Special Olympics. You may recall that back in October, they held a go-to-jail fundraiser, and community members were jokingly arrested and we had to post bail. That single event raised over $30,000. Their Polar Plunge team from last year raised $42,000. So when you add in the weekend barbecues at Sam's Club, the Tippecop events throughout the year, they raised over $100,000 for Special Olympics last year. That's really fantastic. And along those lines, they have a fun first-time event coming up on Saturday, February 3rd. It's the inaugural Polar Pub Crawl. So here's how that works. You register for the crawl. And if you register as a basic crawler, you get to wear a t-shirt and shorts. If you register as a crew crawler, you get an event sweatshirt and you're allowed to wear pants. Okay. Each registration includes a free drink at the VFW, which is one of the five stops on the crawl. And the event runs from 1 until 6 p.m. Registration deadline, if you want the shirt or sweatshirt, is January 15th, and we're going to link to that flyer and the registration in the show notes. So to all of our law enforcement professionals, thank you for your service. Thank you so much. This is our final call for lead-in applications for the class of 2024. The deadline to apply is this Tuesday, January 9th. The Chamber has already received more applications than we can accept, but don't let that keep you or someone you know from applying. As listeners know, Lead In is a nine-month leadership program for individuals ages 21 to 40. We get together once a month to learn about the community and also develop our leadership talents. 20 people are selected, and those who are accepted will be notified on January 26th, and then the first class meets in February. We're going to link to that application on the show notes. And then on to the calendar. Next Thursday, January 11th, is the Chamber's Restaurant Roulette. It is one of our most popular events right now. Local restaurants set aside a table for our members, so you sign up to attend, and then on the day of the lunch, you receive an email with where you're having lunch, but you don't know who your lunch mates are until you arrive. I think people like this because it's a small group. It's usually four to five people at each restaurant, so it's not a big networking event where you're meeting like 50 people at one time. You know, you get the chance to actually have good conversation with people you might not otherwise meet. Yeah, for sure. So Restaurant Roulette is a benefit of membership, so that's available to our members. And that's your snapshot of what's happening right now in O'Fallon and Shiloh. Well, on that note, I've got to get going. Thanks, Nick. It's always a pleasure. This podcast is a production of the O'Fallon Shiloh Chamber of Commerce. We're a nonprofit with over 600 members, and together we welcome, unite, and promote business. Remember, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy local, and that's sort of the same thing.